0: Thanks for pressing play. This is Lockhead on Marketing, the number one charting business podcast for marketers with a different mind. On this episode, let's have a very different conversation about your career. My friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything, bringing data to every question, every decision, and every action. Visit splunk.com slash D, the number two, the letter E. That's splunk.com slash D to E. And my friends at NetSuite from Oracle are the platform for building a legendary business, a complete business system in the cloud. Check out netsuite.com slash different today. That's netsuite.com slash different. And uh, Hallow app has launched. It's the first real relationship app from the people who brought you WhatsApp. Check out Hallow, H-A-L-L-O-A-P-P.com today. Now, as Joey Ramone said, hey ho, let's go. Today's episode is based on content from Category Pirates. Go to Lockhead.com and check out the show notes for this episode if you want to read the full Category Pirates uh, newsletter on this topic. All right. So welcome to the YOLO economy. You've probably heard this term. It stands for you only live once. And there's something really interesting going on. One of the powerful effects of the pandemic is it's created a sort of a global existential life set of questions and redesign for many, many people and uh, millions of people around the world asking the same kinds of questions like, why do I do what I do? Does my work matter to me? Uh, Why do I live where I live? Am I making a difference in the world? How do I integrate my personal and professional life. I've always thought work, work-life balance was a, was a broken paradigm. You have one life and sometimes you're working and sometimes you're not, sometimes you're playing and et cetera, et cetera. And so how do you really have flow in your life regardless of the uh, use case of you, so to speak? And um, you know, a lot of people asking, um, what money do I need to and want to make in life? And so these in many seminal life Questions have been really brought to the fore by the pandemic. Now, according to the New York Times, and there's a quote through to all the stuff that I mentioned in the show notes, uh, we are now in this thing called the YOLO economy, and people are saying, screw it and let's go YOLO. So this term was originally made popular by Grateful Dead drummer Mickey Hart and uh, more recently, uh, hip-hop phenom Drake. So let's look at some of the data around what's changing in people's uh, work lives. According to a study by Microsoft, more than 40% of the global workforce is considering leaving their employer this year. Uh, According to Blind, an anonymous social network that is popular in the tech world, 49% of its users are planning to land a new position in 2021. And so people are starting to think, hmm, you know, is a good job, a nice car and a steady paycheck and a white picket fence uh, really what I want? And in the words of Canadian pop rock band from the 80s Loverboy, many people are done working for the weekend. (laughs) And so I think as a result of this pandemic, a lot of people are making a shift in their thinking. They want more agency. They want more choice. They want more freedom. And they want more meaning. So with all of that said, here's some ideas that might make a difference for you. One is think about um, doing what you might call your personal IPO. And this is an idea that me, Eddie and Cole have been writing a bunch about. It's a strategy for finding deeply meaningful work living a happy and successful and highly profitable life all at the same time. Why not? Who said we couldn't have it all? And, um, the sort of concept of a personal IPO is how can we successfully take control of our life and career while achieving agency? Uh, and so let's address three big things. How much is agency worth to you? Who's your Archimedes and who's your auctioneer? Stay tuned. I'll, I'll, uh, clarify what that's about okay so agency so what a lot of people have done since the pandemic started uh, is they've decided to declare dominion over their work and say that we're that i want to work for something greater than a paycheck and that 14 days a year off and the occasional raise that's not it for me anymore and i certainly don't want to work my uh, hoo-hoo off uh from 25 to 65 to retire and then enjoy my life. No. So what a lot of people are doing now is they're looking at what work can they do or want to do where the aha here is the work is the reward. And I know this may sound corny to some, but the journey really is the destination. It's not about getting to 65 or someplace or some net worth number and then being able to enjoy your life. It's about doing something that causes you joy and makes your uh, personal cash register ring. And so people want to proactively design their life and forget this life, work-life balance business and instead do work that matters while working towards increasing your leverage and monetizing your potential. Most people in their career never get real career leverage. So so step one, declare agency. Declare that you want dominion over your work and that you want to make a meaningful change now the next question becomes who's your archimedes archimedes famously said if you give me a lever and a place to stand i can move the world and when people are looking to make a career change it helps to have somebody who's an archimedes Um, so you don't need the whole world to approve of your career change decision most of the time all you need is one real supporter one client if you're going solo the one customer, if you're starting a business, uh, my friend Brittany Spuse, uh, Fuse, who is the, um, the founder of Malibu Milk. Check out Malibu Milk dot um, It's the world's first organic flax milk. Well, when she created her product and really the category, the first place she took it was to Whole Foods. And her first customer was Whole Foods. So when she was leaving her job to become an entrepreneur and to create organic flax milk at Malibu Milk, she started the company knowing that Whole Foods had placed their first order. That's another example of uh, an Archimedes. So what we're we're looking for here is who is the person or people, but it's typically a small number, who can springboard you forward, a new client, a new customer. And here's the other thing. Let's say you're just changing jobs. The sad part here is most companies will sort of treat you the way you've been. They see you for who you were. And so for most of us, this has been true for me, uh, you have to change companies and roles to move up to achieve a personal IPO, for people to see you for who you are and who you are becoming as opposed to who you were. And so sometimes your Archimedes is, is a person hiring you into a new job. And what you were looking for is whether it's a client, customer or a new employer, what we're looking for with our Archimedes is Somebody who will stand for your potential, somebody who wants to invest in your future and your potential and will see you not for who you were, but for who you could be and will value you as such, because too many employers value you based on your past, not your potential. So look for that one person, that one place that is willing to invest in your potential. Now, as you do that, who's your auctioneer? Who is the person who will um, stand for your value? And uh, so if you're a candidate for a new job, if if you submit to being a candidate, you won't have much leverage. You know, because when you're a candidate, they say, hey, here's the job role. It's X and it pays Y. And now you have to compete for our job specification. That's what happens for most people when they're a typical candidate. And being a candidate, I think, is the worst thing you can be. But if you have an auctioneer, things are different. And an auctioneer could be a coworker or somebody uh, inside the company who knows you, somebody who can advocate for you. And that person can become your auctioneer. And they'll say, well, you know, uh, yeah, Susan's an incredible person, but, uh, you know, there's no way we can get her to come here for less than X. Because, you know, she's really got a lot of options. And they set a new bar financially for you and a new bar as well for the role and responsibility you'll be playing in your new job. And so rather than submitting to be a candidate, go find an auctioneer who's somebody in a place that can position you for the new role and the new, the new level of income that you want, as opposed to just submitting to being a candidate. Now, also, sometimes you might not have an auctioneer and you have to be your own. And so in that case, uh, if you are a candidate, there's a strategy here that most people never employ, which is to say, you know, hey, look, if you're looking for somebody, let's say, let's say, make it simple. Let's say you're looking for a CMO job and you say, hey, listen, um, You know, if you're just looking for somebody who can build a good website and produce some great leads and drive some SEO and help on product marketing and make sure you know the brand is good and and so forth and so on, that's great. I have all those skills, but um, I'm not your person. And when you when you do that, you you stop the interviewer, you stop the company who's considering uh, bringing you on board in their tracks, because you're just pulling yourself out you're also redefining the spec when you do this because invariably the person will say, well, then, you know, what do, why, why are you pulling yourself out? What, why, what do you do? And you say, Oh, well, you see um, I specialize in designing and dominating market categories. I'm a category designer. And as you probably know, there comes a, a 18 to 24 month battle in most companies' lives uh, for who's going to be the category queen or category king in this category, I specialize in winning that battle. But it sounds like you don't need that. You need some basic marketing leadership. And, and so if you do, while well, I can do the basic marketing leadership. That's not my superpower. And when you do something like that, you change the context. You rewrite the rules. You do category design of the job spec. And in that sense, you're being your own auctioneer. And also, and I know this is hard for a lot of people, when you have to be your own auctioneer, when there's nobody else to set your value, you also have to be able to look somebody in the eye and say, and that will be insert large dollar amount here that makes you scared, X. And then once you say it, shut up, bite your tongue and shut up. So if you're in a situation where you are applying for a job, make sure. You position yourself accordingly, one of my favorite expressions, position yourself or be positioned. And if you don't have an auctioneer, make sure you tell them how much you think your value is. Now, in all of this, what are you really doing? And this is why we call it a personal IPO. What you're really doing is changing your investor base from people who buy on your past performance to people who will buy on potential. And uh, it's sort of the same thing on Wall Street, right? There are investors who focus on, quote unquote, value stocks, and they look for companies with a track record of producing dividends and growth, and they want certainty, and they buy based on past uh, performance. If you really want to create an uptick in your personal income and monetize yourself, aka do a personal IPO, you need to shift from a place where they're valuing you based on your past performance, which is typically your former or current employer, to a place who will pay for potential. And I'll I'll share with you a story about this. Uh, I have a a dear friend who is a a superstar financial executive, and she's in her uh, mid-30s. And she called me a little while ago, and um, she was being recruited for the number two job at a red-hot company um, who was looking to go public and uh she walked me through the comp package she was going to be the number two finance person working for the cfo so a critical role in the ipo and she walked me through the comp package and i said to her uh let's just call her jill i said jill you know this is nowhere near enough she said well what do you mean and i said i think they need to pay you double this package and she says to me well I don't have the experience. I've never taken a company public. You know, there's nothing in my, I'm an up and coming, you know, executive type of thing. I don't think I'm worth that much. And I said to her, you are shifting from people paying you for your history, your past performance to people buying on potential. If they wanted a been there, done that person, a number two person in this case in finance to help take the company public, they'd be recruiting that person. They're not. They're recruiting you. So they've already made a decision. They want an up and coming executive. They want somebody with a lot of future potential. And so um, they are not a value investor who buys um, on past performance. They are a growth investor who bets on potential. And so when we're doing a personal IPO, whether we're changing jobs or going solo or uh, becoming an entrepreneur, the big thing that we're doing here is we're swapping out our investor base from people who pay you for your past to people who will pay for your potential. And growth investors who buy potential pay for more. And that's what we're really looking for as we uh, think about going YOLO and conducting a personal IPO. So the three seminal questions I would leave you with as you think about these existential, existential questions that many of us have been grappling with over the last handful of months. How much is agency worth to you? Who's your Archimedes and who is your auctioneer? All right, we would like to thank the good folks at Atranet, A-T-R-E dot N-E-T, building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley, For over 20 years, that's atre.net. If you are in beautiful Ireland and you want to do legendary marketing, check out my friends at fusion.ie. That's F-U-Z-I-O-N.ie. And if you want to do legendary, uh, aggressive, change the future (laughs) marketing and you're in the tech startup world, check out my friend Rick Bennett at Rick Bennett with two T's. He was the original ad guy for both Oracle and Salesforce, rickbennett.com. And uh, if you want to hear about the future of how we're going to communicate and connect for real, check out Haloapp app at uh, H-A-L-L-O-A-P-P.com and learn about the first real relationship app. And you can check out the founders of Halo app. On Follow Your Different, episode 226. It's the first product launch ever done exclusively on Follow Your Different from two entrepreneurs who just launched uh, probably the most talked about um, startup in Silicon Valley, Halo App, the first real relationship app. Also, check out my friends at, Ma- at uh, Podcast Magazine, and if you want a free lifetime subscription, go to podcastmagazine.com/free and go beyond the mic. All right, I need to uh, warn you that this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Podcast Network, and it goes better with libations. Uh, please don't forget to tip your waitstaff on the way out. And if you like it enough to listen, why not share this podcast with your whole team, particularly anyone you know who's thinking about going YOLO and wants more agency in their life. Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please consult your lawyer, shaman, mystic, doctor, trainer, sensei, spouse. Uh, or bartender before acting on today's episode. Remember to listen to Katie Lang, read Cole Schaefer at honeycopy.com. We are produced and edited by the GOAT, Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Sarah Knox and Jamie J. do legendary technical execution, and they build lockhead.com. Show notes by GM Simon and Candy Dandy. Keeps all the trains running on time. That's it. Please stay safe. Stay legendary. Uh, and the thought I'll leave you with comes from Lily Tomlin, who said, The trouble with the rat race is, even if you win, you're still a rat.